What is mental health? This is a topic and concept that has gained a lot of momentum recently in human history, and as it should. Your mental state is just as important and a part of who you are as your physical state, and we are learning more and more about the influence our mind and thoughts and emotions have on our lives and our health. You cannot separate the body and the mind. And we have neglected taking care of our internal worlds for quite some time now, as we tend to focus more on our physical reality, everything outside of us, everything that is obvious and apparent, things that we can observe through our senses, what we can see, touch, taste, smell, and hear. However, your thoughts and feelings have been guiding your entire existence. The non-physical aspect of you as a human being, is the root of where all the physical things in your life come from. Everything that has shown up in your life externally is a result of what was going on inside of you internally. This is law, whether you are aware it works this way or not. So it's about time we start addressing, advocating, and educating on mental health because people are suffering when we know that there is a way to end our own suffering. And so on today's episode, I want to share with you an outlook and perspective that changed the way I looked at mental health and what it means to me. This was a massive epiphany moment in my life and I'm really excited to share it with all of you. I believe thinking of it in this way is relatable and allows you to take action in order to relieve unnecessary stress of the mind and help you become healthier mentally. I'm your host, Bavika, and welcome to the It's a Vibe podcast. Thanks for being here. Now, before we get into it, I want to share something that I think would be really helpful to everyone, especially if you're listening to this podcast. You know when you have a problem, and that problem comes up in your life, and as soon as it does, maybe you kind of avoid it, or you ignore it, or you're just in a full-fledged denial of that problem until you can't deny it anymore and it keeps coming up and it gets bigger and bigger until boom that problem is in your face and you realize okay now you admit to yourself i have a problem i need to do something about this and so then you start looking for well is there a solution to this problem can i fix this and as you go through that process of trying to figure out well I definitely want to deal with this, but how? You start to learn more and more about how to solve that problem, that issue that you're dealing with, and you look for different options, and soon you start to find some, and then you start to look for ones that are best suited for you. Which solution can actually work for me and can actually help me? And then as soon as you're starting to look more and more into it, Boom, you find that perfect solution that you're ready to take action on and that you want to work towards so that you can get rid of that problem and continue on with your life. What I just explained there, that entire wide spectrum of events, can be categorized into the five levels of awareness. This is something that I've learned on my own self-education journey that these five levels of awareness are applicable to anyone and everyone when you're trying to move from being problem-focused to solution-oriented. Successful people focus on solutions. They don't worry about their problems. And these five levels of awareness help you gradually move from problem to solution in any aspect of your life. And so I created this 
resource guide, this document that summarizes all five levels of awareness and also provides a self-assessment tool so you can figure out what level you're at towards the problems and solutions in your life and move towards being somebody who is more solution-oriented. When I learned about the five levels of awareness, it was such a profound realization that I knew that I wanted to share this with everyone. So I created a six-page PDF guide for your own personal use that you can always refer to to help you become more solution-oriented. Even if you just read through it once, I promise you it'll make a difference in your life. If you would like this guide, I will send it to you completely free. All you have to do is go to www.itsavibe.ca slash awareness levels. I'll put the link in the description to this podcast. All you, go, all you have to do is go to that site, put in your email, and boom, it's yours. I really hope this is helpful to you because it was so helpful for me, and I hope you enjoy it. So again, www.itsavibe.ca slash awareness levels. Enjoy. I had no idea what mental health was growing up. I never even really thought about it. I was blessed with an amazing life, so it wasn't really something that I struggled with more than normal. Until I did. Until my entire life came crashing down all at the same time. I was 25 years old, and at that time, both my parents were sick. I had no money. I had no job. I was living in Australia, and I applied uh, for a visa to stay there longer, and That got denied, so I got kicked out of the country. I was coming home to one of the worst winters Canada ever had, and I do not like the cold. I had no idea in that time what I wanted to do with my life, so that was super stressful. And I had to move back in with my parents, which wasn't ideal, but now I'm definitely grateful for. And while all that was happening, I had my first real heartbreak in not a great way. I was destroyed. I was in such a bad place. And for the first time ever, everything went wrong and I just wasn't doing good. My mental health was at the worst it had ever been. I wasn't in a good place at all. I I felt like I was in this like dark hole that I just couldn't seem to get out of. I, I couldn't shake this feeling. All I could think about was all the bad things that were going on around me and it felt uncontrollable. I couldn't get it out of my head. I was just so upset and hurt and in pain. It felt like this would never go away and that it would never get better. And it felt like my mind was going crazy, like just wouldn't stop thinking and and overthinking and processing and dwelling on all the things that were wrong. You ever felt like that before? Like you wish you could just get rid of those thoughts or speed up that healing process, but it's just so in your face. You almost feel helpless or even hopeless sometimes. And I genuinely wondered, like, how is this going to get better? I couldn't imagine anything other than how I was feeling in those moments, which was terrible. Like, how do I work through this? How am I going to get through this? And the answer you always hear is that time heals all. But I couldn't imagine being in this state, the state that I was, 
for an extended period of time. Like, no way. There has to be another way. How does anyone deal with all their horrible thoughts and feelings and all that internal agony and pain? And honestly, when I thought about it, nothing really bad happened to me. Like, when I thought about other people, people have such horrible and worse things happen to them in their lives. And people go through, like, real trauma and loss and have to overcome so much. And here I was just absolutely wrecked by what seems like common life events. Like, I had my heart broken. I had a little bit of money issues, but I was living with my parents, so I was completely fine. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And I had some health scares that weren't even my own. And I thought to myself, if other people are able to not only overcome their adversity, but to also thrive and really find true success and happiness, how do I? How did they do it? How does anyone do it? Is there a way to deal with your pain? To deal with all the things that you're struggling with inside of you? How does one do that? And that's when I became super aware of mental health. And it's funny because two years before that, two years before everything fell apart, is when the term mental health and mindfulness started coming up in my life. And so when I moved to Australia, they were all about mental health. And actually, if you go to Google Trends, Australia is the number one country in the world that searches mental health since the year 2004. So when I came home from Australia and all those horrible things had happened to me all at the same time, I knew that this was something that I need to focus on and learn more about, which was mental health. And this is when it hit me. And this is the a point of view that I want to offer to you and, and a different way of looking at mental health. And so growing up, I was an athlete and, and being an athlete was a big part of my life and who I was and what I did. I played at a competitive level of basketball all the way into university. And so I was always working on my physical health. That was a big part of my life ever since I was a kid. And when you think of physical health, so many different things come to mind. For example, you can think of strength training or cardio or endurance, mobility, flexibility, stretching, resistance training, sports and different activities like walking, hiking, running, trail running, sprinting, and so many other things. And it almost seems like that's common to know. Like our society collectively knows a lot about things that you can work on to help your physical health. And that's when it hit me. I thought, the same way we work on our physical health, how does one work on your mental health? Even like a daily practice. Like what are things that you can do to get mentally strong or tough? And that's when I realized like I was never taught this. This is not something that it was really a part of the conversation that much. But if you think of physical health, you can actually work on that. So why can't you work on your mental health 
And how do you work on your mental health? Like, how do you go about actually trying to become mentally healthy, similar to how you try to become physically healthy? And at that point in my life where everything kind of went wrong, I had no choice. I knew I had to do something about it because I was really struggling. And the reason why I wanted to work on this so badly was because I knew life was going to throw other things at me, other ups and downs, good and bad, highs and lows. It's inevitable. Pain is a big part of life. Pain is a fact. And a great example of this is death. Every living thing, life, comes to an end. We all lose someone or something that we love and care about. And think about how painful that could feel. So it's inevitable and it's a big part of life. So if it's a part of life, then there must also be a way to deal with it and and work with it and actually get through it. And my situation at the time, like I mentioned, it wasn't that bad. My parents are doing great. I got a job, made some money. I actually found my passion. Life moves on. This too shall pass and it gets better. But at the time, that completely knocked me down. Like, I was down and out. I could not get out of bed. I didn't talk to anyone. I completely isolated myself. I shut myself off from anyone and everything. I I spent a lot of time crying alone. I was just completely broken. And I couldn't help but think, life is going to throw something at me again. Life is going to hit me with something that I'm going to have to deal with or work through. And it's going to be much worse than the situation I had. So how do I not get rocked so badly the next time? How do I make sure that I'm strong and resilient? How do I work on this now so I develop a toughness and also a faith that I can get through whatever life brings my way? And I couldn't help but thinking about, and this situation just kept coming up in my mind just because like I have such an amazing family and I'm really family oriented that if I was a mom and I had kids and I had a baby and something bad happened at that point in my life, I can't just go and be depressed in my bed all day and not talk to anyone and isolate myself like I would have kids to take care of. I would have a family to support and care for. I'd have to work. I can't just close off and and be a write-off anytime life throws me a hurdle. So how do I develop that mentality to help me overcome anything in life? Like, how are people doing this? And especially now when I look back in retrospect, that It is our pain and suffering that provides us with the most growth and powerful lessons and beautiful things come from that struggle. And I want to learn how to take care of myself mentally so that I can get stronger, learn the lessons, and not just survive, but thrive. And so at first, I had no idea because like I said, we, we weren't taught this. It's not common knowledge as it is to know that you need to physically exercise. And obviously, the universe works in magical and mysterious ways. And so meditation 
it kept coming up in my life. It kept popping up. It popped up before I went to Australia. And then I started trying meditation in Australia. And that was, like I said, Australia is very like health conscious. So meditation is a part of their lifestyle and their quality of life. And so when I came home and was struggling with all that, meditation was kind of like the in my face answer. And at the time, like I was desperate. I needed some sort of relief. And without overthinking it or overanalyzing it or or looking into it too much, I just, I was drawn to really give meditation a try, to give it a go and see how it went. And how I thought about meditation was that in the midst of all that chaos, everything that I was going through, like all that turbulence and, and pain and suffering, if I could just have 10 minutes of peace in my day, peace of mind where I actively try to take my mind off of all the bad things that were going on around me, to just let go, let go of, let go of the world, let go of all my troubles just for 10 minutes a day. It would help bring me so much relief and I knew I could do that and that I wanted to do that and that I needed to do that at that time. And because I'm sure you've been here too, where you cannot stop thinking about it all day. Whatever it is that's bothering you or that's on your mind all day, it's on your mind nonstop. I was like tossing and turning in bed, losing so many hours of sleep, like lying there wide awake, just so exhausted but not able to actually fall asleep, just in pain and agony, wishing it would just go away. And it wouldn't. It was like fresh on my mind. And I would be sitting with other people, but I wasn't there. Like I wasn't actually sitting there like a part of that social interaction. I was in my head. I was replaying situations. I was imagining horrible worst case scenarios. I was overthinking and this was happening all day for quite some time and so two weeks after everything went wrong I committed I told myself I'm going to meditate every day I'm going to commit to a meditation practice and so every single day I told myself I need to meditate I need some relief from my mind I need some relief mentally from thinking about all this and overthinking it and dwelling on it and I knew meditation could help and so what meditation did for me is it allowed me to connect with my thoughts and my body and my breath it slowed me down it allowed me to have thoughts pass through my mind without grabbing onto them without holding onto them without attaching to them without following them just being the observer, observing while practicing letting go of those thoughts and coming back to me, coming back to my breath or coming back to my body or coming back to the present moment. And so some of those days, those 10 minutes, I couldn't take my mind off of all the bad. Like it was hard. I couldn't even sit still some days. But I knew deep down that this would help. And I understood why. Because I needed help mentally. That was the biggest, most pressing issue in my life at that time. I couldn't escape it. I needed some sort of mental relief.
I needed to build up mental toughness and resilience. And most importantly at that time, discipline. I wanted to discipline my mind because it was going crazy and it was driving me crazy. And although it was hard, I knew I wanted to stick with it because I knew I could get some sort of results from this. And I didn't realize how amazing the results could be at that time, but I just was so drawn to this and it felt like the right thing to do. And it was hard, but it's kind of like when you first start working out, you can't expect to just go and hit the heavy weights and, and get a bunch of reps in. You have to work your way up. And you do that by staying consistent and persistent and just taking it day by day, little by little, and that adds up. And eventually, then you'll start to see results and you'll move forward. And so that's what happened. Slowly but surely, when I was meditating, that's what was happening. I went from 10 minutes to 15 minutes to 20 minutes. like, And the way that I thought about it in my day was that that was my time. That was my time for me. Not time for me to worry about not having a job or not knowing what I wanted to do or my parents being sick or my ex living in my head. Like That was my time, my relief, my inner peace that I wasn't just going to give up. In my whole day, I could commit to getting 10 minutes of just letting go and, and, and spending time just trying to calm myself and, and bring peace to my mind. And then so for practicing that for an extended period of time, two years later, I know some of you have heard maybe my first episode, boom, spiritual awakening that changed everything for me. That moment was when I saw mental health as something that I can control, that I have control over, my own mental health. It allowed me to become self-aware within myself, to realize that I have the choice of what I give my attention to and what I give my focus to. And I believe once you awaken, once you consciously realize who you really are, beyond your thoughts, beyond the mind, beyond the body, that is when you have a greater understanding of how to be mentally healthy and practice that and make that a way of life. To not allow your thoughts to consume you all the time, but instead to observe them and then consciously let them go and choose to create thoughts and emotions that are higher vibrationally and energetically that keep you in an elevated state where those low energy thoughts and emotions can't exist. You mentally put yourself in a better place and then you feel better and you develop a healthy, strong mindset, and you continuously work on it every day in every moment. And you realize that you are the creator of your own reality because now you can fully tune in to what is going on inside of you without it completely consuming you. You can let go where you need to let go and you can allow what makes you feel best. And you're conscious of this. You have the choice to choose whatever you think and how you want to give meaning to things that happen in your life. And you get mentally tougher and disciplined practicing that level of awareness. And that's what meditation really helps with. That is becoming 
healthy mentally. And so the last realization that I had that I want to point out is that when we hear the terms physical health, depending on your situation, of course, but it almost has like a positive connotation to it. Like when you think of physical health, that equals being strong and fit and active or healthy or even attractive. And then sometimes when you hear the term mental health, I found sometimes the conversation goes towards thinking about being anxious or depressed, which has a negative connotation to it. But strength and love and inner peace and confidence and optimism and hope and gratitude and joy and happiness, that's all a part of mental health too. So it's interesting that we seem to kind of focus on our problems when we hear the term mental health. When we all know that it's good to focus on solutions while also addressing the problems. When someone says physical health, we don't necessarily think injury or disease or disability. So why jump to the negative when mental health gets brought up in conversation? Have you noticed that too or is it just me? (laughs) I'm not saying that we should deny or not talk about anxiety or depression or other negative things or aspects about mental health. I just know it's important to know that those things can be overcome by anyone. And we can do that by becoming more solution-oriented and not letting those negative things define us and help people become aware that there really is hope. Mental health doesn't always have to be a conversation about what is wrong mentally. Just like it's not about what's physically wrong when discussing physical health. We can all become mentally and physically healthy and I think that is a conversation and concept we can bring more awareness to and so to close what helped me the most when thinking about mental health was to actually compare mental health to physical health how hard we work on our physical health and all the options and choices you have in how to build physical strength you can start exploring ways to actively work on your mental health too. It's something that you can work on, not something that you're necessarily defined by. You are the one that is able to create meaning in your life and define things the way that you want. And learning how to do that positively helps you develop healthy mental habits. And what's worked the best for me is meditation. Learning how to not attach to your thoughts, not following every single thought that comes up in your mind and not following the bad ones down the rabbit hole. Letting them go and grounding yourself, that's healthy and that helps develop a positive mindset, which is a big part of mental health. And finally, you get to choose what you give meaning, what meaning you give to things. That's the best part of life. You get the choice. So next time mental health comes up, Notice if your mind goes to think of it negatively or positively. Because to me, mental health is empowering. And like I said in the beginning, it has a direct influence on the life you are living in every moment. Whether you are aware of it or not. Your thoughts and emotions, everything going on 
mentally and inside of you is playing a direct role on everything showing up outside of you. So learn to tune in to the world going on within you and work on making it a nice place to be. And you will see how much your life will change just simply by having that desire and a plan to feel better mentally. And so I really hope that helps shed a different light on what mental health could mean to you. And it puts you in a good place to know that you can overcome absolutely anything, especially when you put your mind to it. So thank you so much, everyone, for listening. If you're liking the vibes that I'm putting out, please feel free to give this podcast a rating on whatever platform you're listening. And please subscribe, download, and share this with anyone you know that is struggling with mental health. You never know how much it could mean to someone who needs to hear this at this time. I appreciate you all. I love you all. Thanks for being here. Until next time, peace and love always. And remember, you really are just one epiphany away. Thanks, everyone. If you like any of these, like learning new things, having new experiences, personally developing, self-awareness in the universe and energy, self-education, science, philosophy, yoga, breathwork, ancient truths, religion, consciousness, health and wellness, nutrition, the art of storytelling, music, nature, epiphany and aha moments, profound synchronicities, the mind, body, soul, spirit connection, and just all around good vibes. We definitely have a lot in common and we are vibing on the same frequency and I like your energy already. Please join this experience by liking and subscribing to this channel, subscribing to this podcast, and sharing it with your world. Let's see what we can get up to. Let's make some waves together. Follow Instagram and TikTok at It's a Vibe Movement for high vibe inspiration. And remember, you really are just one epiphany away. Thanks for vibing. Peace. <laughs>